Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well, and that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. All right, we've got a lot to get to today, friends, and uh, it's kind of one of those days where you kind of look at the uh, stories and you say, "Are we living in the in the bizarro world? Is it is it an upside down, inside out universe?" Uh, and it starts right here at home. We'll talk about it right now on Kevin McCullough Radio. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the world. He's playing as well as anyone he could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. You know, there's, um, there's ample evidence in the day in which we live that... Sometimes 2 Timothy 3, the first couple of verses of that chapter, uh, actually make sense, where Paul says to a very young Timothy, who he was kind of mentoring, that uh, in the last days, terrible times will come when men will be lovers of themselves uh, rather than lovers of good, uh, lovers of what is evil instead of lovers of God. And I can't help but see that being played out right now, particularly in this story involving the New York subway and the Marine. Um, th- we're, we're finding out a lot more about the, the guy that the Marine put in, in the chokehold. And they're, they're going to talk to the witnesses that were on the train and so forth, the, the investigations in a way. But he has been charged with murder. And it seems odd that the media already knows what he's been charged with. And yet hardly any of them are saying anything about the guy that he actually took down. Who had 40, I believe it's 40 charges of assault on strangers. In other words, this guy regularly was going around and just knocking people silly for no reason. And one of his uh, one of the things he was charged with was just recently punching a 67 year old woman smack in the face as she's getting off a train. This Marine felt something. He intuitively knew that something bad was going to happen when he started menacing the people on that car. But we only have 32,000 police on a force that needs about seventy-five to 80,000 police officers to be effective. Where are we at? AOC said he's a murderer. Mayor Adams said, hold your horses. Let's let the investigation play out. Let's ask Governor Mike Huckabee, who joins us every Friday. And, Governor, I don't mean to overly spiritualize this, but... It seems as though we have a habit in this society right now of calling good people bad and bad people good and bad actions good and good actions bad. It just seems like the inside-out, upside-down universe. We really do have a vertical problem. It's not horizontal. Everybody thinks it's the left versus the right, Democrats versus the Republicans. This is not horizontal. This is vertical. This is uh, God versus evil, good versus horrible. 
uh, as my daughter said, this is normal versus crazy. And at some point, I, I hope that people will start looking at this from a spiritual perspective, because there is no political explanation. You can't rationally come up with a reason to think that mutilating children uh, is okay, and keeping even that from their parents is okay, and that somehow it's all right for a person to have 40 different assault charges against them, and then one day somebody steps in to keep that from happening the 41st time, and then it's the person who steps in, who's the bad guy, who gets charged with a crime. I'm with Eric Adams. Let's let this play out. Maybe he used excessive force. Uh, maybe he didn't have to go through a 15-minute chokehold. I don't know. wasn't there. But given the circumstances, you would think that the worst they would probably charge him with would be uh, manslaughter. But murder seems like you're indicating that this Marine actually wanted to kill this guy. And, and yeah. there's no indication that he woke up that morning and say, I'm going to get on the train and kill somebody today. But there was every indication that this crazy guy uh, got out of bed if he or off the park bench, wherever he was, and said, yeah, I'm going to go back to the uh, subway and I'm going to beat somebody up and harass some people. Now, the big question that the New York officials, including AOC, ought to be answering is how come this guy's been on the street? Why wasn't he either in jail or in a mental institution? Because clearly he needs to be somewhere away from law-abiding citizens. So their policies really ought to be put on trial more than this Marine. This guy, 40 different charges of basically the same crime, and he's still walking around, and he's still free to do it to more people? I don't think that that Marine wanted to take the life of the guy, but it took the Marine and two other guys to just get him under control. If someone's out of control and wild and menacing, you're within arm's reach of getting hit just about from any part of the car that you're in. Kevin, the sad thing is it used to be very safe to ride the subways. Ten years ago or so, you could get on the subway. You could go from... At two in the morning, uh, you could get on the subway at that time. Yeah, and, and you could do it at two in the morning. And you really weren't fearful because New York was a place where the cops were uh, plenteous, and they were also in the, really the best in the world. Uh, and there was just a sense that the really bad people had already been carted off to jail. They weren't walking around the streets whether it was at three in the afternoon or three in the morning they were in jail where they needed to be, or they were in a mental institution getting some type of help from their psychosis. But under the policies of the left, what these folks have done is to said, Oh no, it's a terrible thing. It's cruel uh, to incarcerate them. So let's instead lock everybody in their homes and make them scared to death to go get a bag of groceries for heaven's sakes. I don't understand why people tolerate it, but here's the sad part. A lot of people in New York, keep electing these same idiots and i don't know what they expect but this is what they're going to keep getting until they finally wake up and say we're not going to elect these lunatics anymore yeah. because they have more in common with the criminals than they do with the law-abiding citizens well on that note i i have to give eric adams a little bit of kudos because he he bit back at aoc yesterday and told her to basically you know it's not true uh, we have to we have to let the process play out there is a, a mindset at least with the mayor and the police department uh here in new york city that we need to be uh we need to be stronger on all of this he's not gotten any help from albany he's not gotten any help from the governor 
uh, and he's not getting much help from people like AOC, who would be a constituent if she's back in the district. And uh, she's out there saying that he's letting murderers, you know, uh, kill black white white murderers kill black people on subway trains. Race has nothing to do with this. It, this nothing this was to do with race. And you also have a problem with the ridiculously stupid prosecutor Alvin Bragg, who is spending hundreds of thousands of dollars going after Donald Trump for a process crime that he probably is not responsible for. It's an accounting issue. Instead of going after the people that make life in New York a living hell for people who just want to go to work, come home, uh, take their kids to the park, and they can't do it because they're prisoners to their own homes, scared to death to go out in the city on the street. I hope that the prosecutor's office... I hope the prosecutor's office will interview all of the single moms that were on that train uh, that day, any of them that may have been in that car, and just ask them their thoughts on someone stepping up and putting a bad guy in check. All right, real quickly, what is your, uh, what's your—what's coming up on your show this weekend? We got Dr. Phil going to be with us this weekend. I'm anxious to uh, be able to visit with him. We've got some fun things to talk about, including uh, what's up with all this transgender stuff. Is it— mm. Is it legit? Should we be telling parents to go ahead and let your children have this surgery and, and have the chemical castrations? Or have we lost our minds? He'll answer that and a lot more tonight. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who's your musical guest this weekend? We've got a wonderful uh, group. It's called the French Family. They are quite unique. And, uh, you know, their music is just extraordinary. And so we're excited about debuting them on television this weekend. And uh, I think people will enjoy them immensely. All right. That's that's some fun stuff. So check out Huckabee Today on TBN. That's 8 and 11 Saturday night, and then it repeats uh, 8 and 11 on Sunday night, same time and place. Governor, always appreciate your insight. Thank you for being a common-sense American. Kevin, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. You got it. All right. Coming up, big, big show. Don't go away. champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. 
they were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then, they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day, I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God, I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, we've lived through a great degree of cancel culture over the last couple of years, and we've seen it come from elites. We've seen it come from government. We've seen it from uh, uh, academic faculty. We've seen it come from uh, Hollywood and the culture. We see it coming even in some places from uh, religious leaders, uh, particularly those that uh, aren't really religious, they're just more humanistic in how they view things. But that's a separate issue. But it's not often that we have seen uh, students be self-censored by their own student bodies. Uh, but recently, something happened at a college uh, called uh, Whitworth that uh, got the uh, attention of someone from the Heritage Foundation. Giancarlo Canaparo uh, joins us. Uh, Giancarlo, thank you for being here. Um, your article, A Christian College Becomes Bastion of Student-Led Censorship. Tell us the story. Tell us the context of what you're talking about. Absolutely, and thanks for having me. So Whitworth College is a uh, ostensibly Christian college in uh, Spokane, Washington. And uh, it has given its student government the power to um, approve and disapprove of speakers coming to campus for uh, student events. So there was a conservative group on campus that wanted to invite uh, a Chinese dissident named Xi Van Fleet. And Xi Van Fleet uh, now lives in Virginia, um, escaped communist China. She lived through the Cultural Revolution. It has a really interesting story about how uh, the Cultural Revolution, you know, uh, starved out ideas, and uh, if you were a dissenter, you would be punished, and you couldn't say this or that in your mind, uh, and your words really weren't free. And she has said, and says frequently on social media and in blog posts and things, she writes that a lot of this cultural leftism that we see in America today reminds her of it. You're not allowed to say certain things. You'd be fired if you do. 
Um, and she says, you know, this looks a lot to me like what I went through through uh, the Cultural Revolution in China, and you shouldn't be doing it. So the conservative group at Whitworth said, we'd like to invite her onto campus to uh, talk about uh, the Cultural Revolution and her experience. Uh, and the um, members of the student government had a conniption fit. Uh, they went through and they saw her social media, uh, and they were just um, terrified uh, that she would come to school and, and say some of the things that she said on social was media. Was she speaking on her p- social media publicly about current issues like the transitioning of school children and uh, abortion and other things? Well, not all. Not uh, I don't know that she said anything about transitioning or abortion, but on, but but she has draws. But she draws parallel uh, between the Cultural Revolution and some some uh, left wing cultural ideas today. So I'll give you an okay. example. Uh, she she has argued, for instance, that when students on college campuses exercise the heckler's veto, that is, where they scream at a speaker so that he can't speak, uh, she says that reminds her a lot of um, you know, Mao's mob who would stop people from sharing ideas that were harmful to the Communist Party. Uh, That particular example is one of the examples that the student senators uh, at Whitworth brought up. Um, uh, This student senator said that uh, this is really problematic. Um, This this student senator named Niraj Pandey said uh, that she has, uh, uh, she's drawing uh, problematic parallels uh, between the United States and our celebration of diversity to communism. Hmm. Uh, another student body member uh, said that uh, you know, her claims are, are bold claims, not backed up by anything, and she's just trying to, she's just trying to uh, sway thinking a little bit. <laughs> because quote. she didn't live through anything that she'd have expertise uh, right. speaking from. <laughs> this line from one of the campus uh, representatives, named Jamie Gassman, sums it up perfectly. Jamie said, uh, look, civil discourse is needed and important, but, and I quote, we need to vote comfortability. Uh, You had the president of the conservative club doing the best she could uh, defending the principles of free speech, and you heard a whole bunch of the student, uh, an overwhelming majority of the student senate that was just not interested, and so they refused to let her on campus. What what observation do you draw from this? I mean, I'm not surprised, but the fact that this was going on at a ostensibly Christian college now now again ostensibly Christian and, and actually you know practically Christian. How how long has it been since Whitworth was really seen as a hub of Christian activity? You know, I don't know. I was looking over their website in the course of doing research for this, and what I saw is um, you, you'll find statements. They even have a free speech statement. Free speech is very important to us. We value it very much. Of course, they don't uh, actually enforce it. Uh, but there are statements about how important, you know, Christian values are. But at the same time, you'll find a lot more attention on their website um, to diversity, equity, and inclusion principles. Oh. They have a land apology statement where they apologize for occupying land that was once owned by certain Native American tribes. They talk about how, you know, uh, the sort of usual platitude, diversity is our strength. Of course, what they mean is uh, color diversity, uh, sexual orientation diversity. Um, so, you know, a lot of the, the very typical sort of left-wing, quasi-religious cultural observations, they've done sort of a, a job to sort of try to blend them with uh, notions of Christianity uh, but really, the, the institution has been conquered by 
uh, left-wing cultural ideology. Do you find this to be um, the case in other ostensibly Christian schools? Yes. So, yes. Uh, And the reason I think that is, not all of them, but some of them do. And the reason is um, because a lot of the left-wing cultural ideology, especially the obsession with uh, race and oppression, uh, that sort of language is framed in terms of righteousness, right? It is righteous to fight oppression. It is righteous to lift up people who have been downtrodden by society. Uh, and, you know, Christianity sounds righteousness as well. But a lot of these Christian schools never bother to ask the question, is woke righteousness the same thing as Christian righteousness? Yeah. Uh, and if you do a little bit of digging, obviously they're not the same at all. Um, and a lot of, but a lot of Christian schools either don't have uh, the discernment or the strength of character uh, to stand up for what's true. Do you foresee other schools having similar censorship issues in the near future if this is in fact a trend that you're spotting on other campuses? Oh, I don't have to foresee it. Uh, it is it is here and it is everywhere. Uh, there isn't a week that goes by that there isn't at least one censorship issue on campuses. I mean, we just had the Stanford debacle where the Stanford law students shouted down a federal judge, prevented him from giving a speech about, uh, you know, his circuit court's precedent. Uh, there was, you know, there's the Yale events, there's in the recent event, uh, New York schools. I mean, you, you do a little bit of digging and you'll find that Whitworth is very much following and not setting the trend. What are students who truly care about a good education and Christian values? What what are their options? Do they do they stay and and argue it out, or are are they transferring to other schools? What's, what 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 do you sense is the solution there? I think if you are in that position, uh, you you have to stay and fight it out. Um, if you are if you are in that position already, you know you you should stay and fight it out. Uh, it is not appropriate to be quiet and watch civil rights be taken away. But if you can transfer to a school like, say, a Hillsdale College, where uh, these sorts of values are still um, yeah. are still held strong, I would do so. If you are looking to college and not there yet, um, I would pick a school that that values classical principles of education, that values the pursuit of truth. Um, yeah, and there's several good ones across the country. Giancarlo Canaparo, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. You got it. Yeah, some that just come to mind, friends, Liberty University, Hillsdale, Grove City, um, even King's College uh, here in uh, in New York City. Uh, just some that I would recommend very strongly for their classical programs. All right, we've got uh, much more straight ahead. Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Don't go away. Coming to the Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol 
decreases inflammation. And it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Well, unintentionally, today's show has just entirely taken on this theme of good and evil and uh, what's going on in the world around us and how we respond to it. And um, my next guest is combating a different form of evil that we have spent some time talking about, but. this is a very important month. Uh, May is National Anti-Semitism Month, uh, and we are uh, in firm agreement with those that say uh, the people of Israel and our Jewish friends uh, deserve our kindness and not um, to had to be treated in any way, in any in any fashion, as second degree or anything other than um, the same rights and. Uh, privileges as everyone else uh, and someone that's doing something about anti-semitism and it is a growing movement is an organization called combat anti-semitism movement cam and ej e. kimball is their director of christian engagement uh, at cam and he joins us now ej thanks for being here um how 
pervasive for people that that don't see the headlines and maybe don't feel it in their you know corner of the suburbs how pervasive is the issue of anti-semitism particularly in american culture and particularly where the the you know rungs of power uh, have really enabled uh, some very loud voices to come to the fore on this well kevin thanks for having me on and, and appreciate you taking time to talk about this issue because you are correct that unless you are Jewish, unless you have experienced anti-Semitism yourself, or when, God forbid, there is a mass shooting at a synagogue which does get national attention, most people don't hear about the day-to-day activities that are, are occurring to Jews all across the country. And it's not just Jews who would look more traditional Orthodox Jews, but it happens to Jews on college campuses. It's happening to Jews just in society at large. And this issue has been exacerbated over the past decade or so. It continues to rise, which is why the combat anti-Semitism movement was formed to serve not just as another group that's fighting against anti-Semitism, but as a movement bringing organizations, not just Jewish organizations, but non-Jewish organizations as well, to partner in combating this evil scourge that, quite frankly, doesn't just impact Jews, it impacts everyone. Because where hate rears its ugly head, it doesn't just focus on one, it focuses on all. I think that... Uh, Christians of all stripe need to be standing with our Jewish brothers and sisters right now uh, because it is more important than ever before that voices for good unite to condemn the evil when it rears its head. That is that is a hundred percent correct and and important to actually put an end to this scourge. As we're now in in May in Jewish American Heritage Month, what's really significant was that. Congress in 2006 passed a bipartisan resolution declaring May Jewish American Heritage Month. But more important than the fact that it's the month, it also called on state and local governments and the people of the United States to observe this month to celebrate the long history of Jewish contributions to the founding and success of our country. Mm. And The role of Jews in the United States and the contributions is also very important. And what we have seen is state and local governments on the municipal level, mayors who are embracing and issuing their own proclamations. There are over 120 organizations and institutions, including the Library of Congress, the New York Public Library, states like Nebraska and Virginia, even cities like Berkeley, California, that have put out proclamations in support of Jewish American Heritage Month. And and it's very important because the fact that it is being mentioned helps bring awareness yeah. to the issue for many. I would add to those civic offices of mayors and governors and people that are doing that, I would like to see pastors at every church uh, embrace solidarity with our Jewish friends. Um, when, when we undergo as Christians uh, systematic cancellation or other things uh, we we look to our left and right and say where's our allies well our jewish friends need that of us now and it is a good opportunity for us to show our care and compassion and love for them 
And it's a great way of um, unifying uh, what should be a unifying value, and that is that um, hate is not something that we embrace, and certainly anti-Semitism is the cruelest kind of hate that, that is uh, irrational and not based on anything other than just pure evil. Uh, E.J. Kimball, thanks for your good work. Thanks for being with us today, and we'll uh, check in again with you soon. Great. Thanks for having me, Kevin. You got it. Uh, if you want to know more about what they're doing, it's com- combatantisemitism.org. Combatantisemitism.org. Uh, to uh, see more of what EJ's group is up to. Kevin McCullough coming right back with Bethany Mandel. Stay here. Foreman is the heavyweight champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog. If you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, As she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, She would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. 
or go to bringherhome.org. happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. Well, uh, always pleased to have Bethany Mandel join me. She's the executive editor for the uh, Heroes in Liberty uh, book series, and she's also co-author of the new bestseller, Stolen Youth. And just reading through all of that uh, will give you an idea of just how uh, in-depth her thinking is in terms of how it impacts uh, cultural uh, culture and life nowadays. She's also a mom raising a large family. I don't know if it's a Mormon-level size of family, but she's commenting in her most recent piece for the Deseret as to something Tucker Carlson referred to in a recent interview. Hello, Bethany. Hi, how are you? So what are exactly Mormon levels of children? Like, uh, do you have to have like 10, 12, 15 to qualify? No, I, so I'm in, a, I'm in a Facebook group for large families, and the baseline is four. So I think, I think four is when you go from like, okay, you have kids, to like, wow, you have, you have a lot. You've got some huh. kids. Well, since the average, I think, uh, couple now has like 1.7 or something like 1.6, it's gotten you know fewer uh, with each passing year. This was Tucker Carlson responding to a question from Charlie Kirk at a time when they were sitting down doing a Q&A. And what was his point? This is, he, he was asked, what would be advice that you would give people? And he said, uh, I would tell them to get married young, have more kids than you can afford and take a job you're not qualified for. Uh, get married and have a lot of kids, live boldly, stop getting high, stop doing anything that blurs your vision or makes time go faster. Uh, wasting time is the one thing you can't get back. Any time I waste it is really bitter for me because it's finite. He went on to say, I want to experience my life as fully as I can. I think that starts with having a ton of kids, like way more, like Mormon levels of kids. I mean that. Yeah, and, and that, you know, so I write for Deseret News, which is an LDS publication, and so that kind of like, piqued my interest a little bit because I was like, wow, that's that's something interesting to hear, you know, Tucker Carlson saying have Mormon levels of kids. And so, um, you know, it's it's very countercultural now to have Mormon numbers of kids. Most people, as you said, have one, maybe two. Definitely stop once they get that boy and girl, that's for sure. Um, but I mean, I, I sort of commented on it every time I uh, I go out in public and people comments to me about the number of kids I have. I, I basically can't go out in the world with all of my children without someone saying something um, because it's become so different to have more than three kids in our society. So what's the what what's your what's some of the thinking behind what Tucker's saying here? Why is it important that uh, people have a lot a lot of children? So I mean people are not having children anymore and and I think that you know, kids get a really bad rap and family and marriage and all of these sort of traditional things get get a bad rap uh, because I think that there's this idea that anything that is hard is not worth doing. And, you know, kids are hard. I'm like the first to tell you that it's, it's not easy having six children, but, you know, it's, it's incredible to me how, you know, when I had my first and then I was pregnant with my second, I was so worried that it was unfair to both of them that I would, um, that I couldn't possibly love my second kid as much as I loved my oldest. And I would, I would, you know, spread my love too thin. And, 
And then you tr- you have that. Well, I know how to solve that. Oh, just wow. have four more. So, then then you don't have to worry so, about so the, the second one. The love the love just grows, and it just grows and grows and grows, and it grows not just between parents and child, but also between the children themselves. And it's it's such a blessing that they have each other. You know, one day, God willing, many many years from now, I will be long gone, and they'll have each other. The fact that we're just having so many doggone children, and they're going to be. Uh, you know, steeped in the Bible, and they're going to understand, uh, you know, values that that outlive them. That's going to have a repercussive and I think positive impact for generations to come. Yeah, absolutely, and I, and I think that that's why they're not having children on the left because we sort of see life and what we're doing with our lives as as meeting a higher purpose and and achieving a higher purpose and they don't they don't have that much hope for the future they think the world is ending and climate change will you know destroy humanity and we're all just you know floating on a rock until we die and so of course you don't want to have children of course you don't want to bring children into the world because if that's how you view our existence well that seems really desolate and dire um and we're having children because we see life as a gift from God and all of us having uh, purpose and meaning. And, and we want to bring more people into this world who will make it even better. Yeah. No, it's very clear. And particularly if, if people are of biblical mindset, you know, God says to, to fill up the earth and make it full and, uh, and he doesn't mean with a lot of horrible, terrible people. He, you know, this is why he charges parents with, you know, raise your children in the admonition of understanding that they are not their own. They live for my purposes, and there's greater things that can be accomplished because they are there. And he will. You just used a word that was very important. Each person that is born has a purpose, a God-given, I believe, a God-gifted purpose that he has put within them and when they find that and they unleash that on this on this world around them great great things happen um, but you'll never know it if you don't have the children and that's kind of right. the sad I mean in some ways I, I kind of am really happy that the left isn't having kids because I, I think the fewer monsters that reproduce the better but at the same time it's kind of like you'll never know the joy that we're, we're yeah. We're going to die with our loved ones around us holding our hands saying, thanks, Dad, for being there for us. They're going to die yeah. bitter and alone going, why didn't I have kids? Why didn't I make a family? Why didn't I give myself to something that out, outlasted me? Yeah, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on anyone, and I don't, I don't think that the other side are you know, the devil. But, um, but I, I think that, you know, national discourse and mental health would be a lot better if more people on the left uh, had kids because it, no it gives you a fire under your bottom fight and to improve and to improve yourself and improve the world. Yeah. And a lot of the left don't seem to have that. Well, and I would just say that's the non-existence of God in their day-to-day uh, mindset. And people that I've said, I wrote this in my very first book, it's still true to this day. What separates the left from right is not economic policy or immigration policy. The people on the right acknowledge that there's a God outside of them. He has a purpose for them, and he goes beyond and outlasts them. People on the left, either they don't have an appreciation for God or they don't even think he's there. And if he's there, he doesn't care. And uh, they kind of live in that reality. And one side is a lot happier 
than the other. I'm not going to give it away, but I kind of know, think I know which <laughs> side it is. Anyway, Bethany, great piece at the Deseret. Tucker Carlson wants you to have Mormon levels of kids. Is it good advice? Uh, Bethany Mandel saying, yeah, it's good advice. Bethany, thanks for being with us. Thanks, You got Thank it. Thank you. Uh, coming right back, uh, my final thought straight ahead. Don't go away. Champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preaching won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG color is vital to your health. I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well, and that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. 
Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. What you need to know, when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Okay, friends, uh, we've had an interesting discussion today, starting with the subway issue between the Marine and the young man that uh, uh, was being a menace to everyone around him, uh, and all the way through to our conversation with Bethany Mandel and having more kids and trying to train them in the ways of what is right and good. Um, you you kind of get little snapshots in culture sometimes of where this kind of goes uh, kind of interesting. And this, what you're about to hear is some audio from an airplane uh, where the man who was seated in the window seat uh, is now being harassed by the woman and her husband that sit in the middle in the aisle seat. I guess he had a picture of President Trump on his T-shirt, and this just sent the woman into the crazy land. Take a listen. In the seat saying that I came here to celebrate today. Is there going to be a problem? Yeah, I would like for him to change seats with someone. No, we're not. I'm going to get somebody. Well, you don't have that right. So I will get somebody to come and talk. You pretend you have the moral high ground, but you put that man's finger on the knee of your butt. So at this point, the uh, captain is asking another flight attendant to come take her off the plane. But she had evidently been harassing uh, the young man for quite a while. And you heard a little bit of kind of what she was doing there, you know, you can't you can't support that man. You put his finger on the nuclear button, and and he doesn't believe. And she holds up her fingers, and it's like she's talking to a three-year-old. He doesn't believe in climate change because it's a theory. Did you know gravity's just a theory? Actually, that's not true. Gravity is a law, the law of gravity. Uh, it is provable. It works. It happens. Uh, you drop a dime from the top of the Empire State Building, it's going to embed itself in whatever it hits. Uh, at the sidewalk level, if that's a human being, if it's uh, if it's the cement, whatever it is, it's it's going to it's going to hit it hard because gravity has pulled it towards the core of the planet. That is not a theory. That is a law. Climate change is a theory. It's a theory that scientists still disagree about. But the left, the hard left, they don't want to have a discussion about even the science involved. And this is where they have spilled over into all the other things. The reason they want to transition your kid at the school that they go to is because they don't believe in the science of God deciding the gender or the sex of your child, which Genesis 1 pretty much makes clear God decides at birth. And we know that that's scientifically accurate because the genome code that is found within you is your serial number for life and it says if you're male or female even if you're born with both parts your genome knows 
what you know that that one percent or less of people that have that kind of one anomaly, um, their genome knows. Friends, it's not those of us that fear God and live by His standard that have any reason to worry, and it's the worry that's driving the desperation of the other side. I'm Kevin McCullough. We'll see you next time. <laughs>